Hello, my fans, friends. Welcome to the Rich Terring podcast feed, powered by ACAS Plus. Thanks to everyone who's come to see the Can I Have My Ball Back tour so far. It's been going really well. I've got a four-star review in The Standard, four-star review in The Telegraph, who once called me the worst comedy experience of the year, so that's a turnaround. Uh, people have been coming, people have really been enjoying it, and it's getting better and better. The only gigs this week are both in Pocklington, the town I was born in, near York. Uh, there's a couple of tickets left for the evening show and a few more tickets left for the matinee, I think about 4.30. But love to see you there, Yorkshire. Pop along, check richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs to see if I'm coming near to you. There are tickets left for nearly every show in the tour. I think Norwich has sold out. Uh, and a couple of gigs in London could do with your support as well. Anyway, please listen to the podcast. Do spread the news about the podcast to your friends. Listen as much as you can. Numbers are slightly down, which may affect the future of this podcast. So just leave it playing, even if you're not in the room. Love you. <laughs> now sit back, relax, and enjoy whatever it is you're going to listen to. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. They can see me through the curtain. <laughs> the curtain's been done wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Leicester Square Theatre. You'll never guess who's coming on now. It's Richard Herring! <laughs> Thank you very much. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Or as uh, some of the cooler kids have started calling it, uh, Rahul Erstapa. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll just have a quick look at... So there's a nice bearded gentleman in the front row here with two badges. That's the kind of guy I like. Two badges. Still won't stop me taking the piss out of him. What's your name, sir? Matthew. Matthew, that's a very nice name. What do you do for a living, Matthew? Well, I like to think I'm semi-retired. You, think, you like to think you're semi-retired? Well, I'm really I, a postman. That you're a postman. <laughs> 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 well, that is very similar to my postman. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Do you ever just put the letters through the wrong door on purpose, knowing that the person will have to go and put them next door for the per- Yeah, that happens to me a lot. Uh, so, uh, it's, a very, it's an honourable profession that will very soon be redundant anyway. You're going to be replaced by a flying thing. It can also kill insurgents as well. That's, that's what you can't, you can't do that. 
that's, that's the downside for you. Uh, but lovely to meet you. Thank you for coming along and thank you for buying two badges. That's two pounds. You're a good guy. Uh, so uh, I'd like to introduce my guest for this week's podcast. You're much better than the bloke in the front row of the last audience. <laughs> he is probably best known for his appearance on Richard Haring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. <laughs> which is now deadly. Someone's put them into the IMDb, so that is actually weird, but I laugh. Will you please welcome David Mitchell, ladies and gentlemen? David Mitchell. There he is. Caught his own water. Welcome. Thank you. How are you doing? Sorry? How are you doing? I'm very well, Good. thank you. I, I like the chairs. No, they're new I'm, chairs. I wasn't expecting such fancy chairs. <laughs> Things are going very oh. well for us here. There's a table, there's a yeah. range of uh, DVDs. DVDs yeah. and, I mean, it's very... I mean, you're, welcome, you're welcome to have one of those DVDs. One of them. <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you very much. You can't break me. Yeah. Uh, so it's lovely to have you back. What do you remember about your first appearance on... I would like to apologise, because I listened back to it to check we don't go over the same stuff. I was unnecessarily childish and rude. Yeah, I, 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 waste, I wasted your time with a lot of stupid questions uh, beneath you. I, I don't remember well, you being don't. rude, actually. No. I remember there was a point where you thought you'd been rude <laughs> and you were worried the audience had turned on you yeah. because of that. But and they I, had, rightly so. I, I think it was just because we were entering our third hour of chat <laughs> at that point. Um, Apparently, some sort of deadline yeah. sort of has been brought in as part. There of, is um, they, to yeah. stop to stop us going on to, which is a shame. We're not doing ways. the full Ken Dodd approach <laughs> to humour. Just <laughs> a shame. Um, but no, I, I remember it being uh, the, ca- the chairs weren't as comfy. No. The stage was more cramped. I think we had to be in front of this line. Yeah, that curtain was closed. You're right. It, yeah. it was three so, years ago, almost to the day. Yeah. Now it's uh, like Parkinson. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's filmed. Yep. You couldn't see you last time. Yeah. Nicely wearing a poppy. It is Remembrance Sunday today as we yeah. record this. Uh, so, f- fuck them. <laughs> and when I say that, I am referring to the people who expect you to wear a poppy on Remembrance Sunday. Y- yes, yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> those are the, I mean, because those, those are the people. Were those the people that all the soldiers died fighting? <laughs> the people who wanted to make people wear poppies? I think if those soldiers were alive again, they would want to kill those people. Right, yeah. so, uh, they would say this is an equivalent <laughs> evil to that of fascism. I'm not getting into that, not in the age of Twitter. <laughs> but, you know, history's... I think all the people who are really cross <laughs> and have a lot of time to go on about things are right and should be deferred to. <laughs> I say history is written by the winners, and, you know, I think it's Hitler wasn't the... that bad. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think history is written by the people with most time on their hands <laughs> right. to keep sending more and more furious tweets. <laughs> Um, anyway, I, I should apologise for being so childish and wasting your time with questions. But if you were going to go on holiday with... Um, <laughs> you had to go for a week's holiday with one of the puppets from Spitting Image. Right. Which, which puppet would you choose? Bear in mind, first yeah. the puppet is going to choose the holiday destination. Right. And you will be accompanied on the holiday by both the puppeteer and the impressionist who does the voice of the puppet, but you will not be able to talk to them or refer to them, and they will just blank you if you try to have a conversation with them as themselves. So they will just continue to 
to play yeah, the, the person represented by the spitting image puppet. Yeah. So it's, it will be going, as it were, going on holiday with a caricature of an 80s politician. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or another 80s celebrity. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I'm probably be, uh, the easiest going holiday would be probably the 80s spitting image puppet of Melvin Bragg. Okay. I think that would. I think they'd probably choose quite a, a nice. I think they. I'm thinking them as they, the well, yeah, two they puppeteers to, and yeah. the object. Yeah. Choose probably quite a nice destination, do, not too challenging. To. Yeah, you would have to go somewhere quite refined. Yes. Probably quite nice food. It's a very it's, good choice. Exactly. So I think you know, and it wouldn't be too you know. Whereas if you, I mean, the obvious, the showy choice would be some member of the Thatcher cabinet. Yeah. You know, the, the screeching sort of uh, Douglas Hurd puppet. Yeah. But I, I think that would just be wearing. And I, I wouldn't just be going on this holiday for the anecdotal value. I'd want to just have a nice, relaxed time. So, so maybe, if not the Melvin Bragg one, maybe one of the general members of the public <laughs> puppets that weren't a specific celebrity. Because I imagine whoever did the voices for that would yeah. be grateful for the holiday. The puppeteer wouldn't be, it wouldn't be... They wouldn't have had the best puppeteers on those, no. you know, those normal members of the public. So, yeah, yeah. maybe one of them, if not the Melvin Brand. Okay. Good. A very thorough answer, as I'd expect from you. Uh, you used to work, of course, in the cloakroom for at TFI Friday in the 1990s. Yes. Did they ask you back to do that again? <laughs> Uh, yes, 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 but only as a sort of, you know, as a thing, yeah, okay. as an amusing stunt right. to make it fun. Okay. And I didn't want it to be fun. <laughs> so it wasn't fucking fun when I was working in the cloakroom. I will say, what I was, in fact, was an usher at the Riverside Studios. Yes. I wouldn't want people to think that television in the 90s was so sort of massively successful that a television show had a, a full-time cloakroom. But, you know, there, there would be somewhere for the people on that show to leave their coat or cloak even on a Tuesday when the show wasn't until Friday. It was only something... If you were ushering at the venue they right. recorded it, you, had to, you were on cloakroom duty when TFI was being recorded. Did you have happy memories? Did, you didn't work on... Did, were you there when we did uh, This Morning Rich, Not Judy? You must have gone by then. That I was, think that was I, late 90s. Yeah, I, I was there uh, 90... Yeah, and I was there 97. Right, so, nearly, so you could nearly have taken my cloak from me. Yeah, I, yes, and I, stored I, it I, wasn't, I wasn't of a pay grade where I took the cloaks of, you know, the, of the key talent. No. I took only the cloaks of, uh, the, of the crowd that they sort of, um, yes. uh, you know, that, that they had to fill up that bunker with and make it seem so fun to everyone <laughs> watching at home. The poor people who'd arrived expecting that they were turning up for the party that was represented on television and then w were quickly made aware by us that they weren't allowed bags or coats for <laughs> fire reasons and there'd be nowhere for them to buy any drinks or anything and what they'd be doing was standing around being made to dance and being shouted at for getting in the way of the crane camera. <laughs> Happy memories of that time. <laughs> And uh, since we last spoke, you have had a baby daughter, as have I. Yes, indeed. Congratulations. Thank us. you. It's very nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You named your daughter after my mum, which is nice as well. So thank you for that. I think. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think to be fair, yeah. I mean, I, I only now know the name of your mum by um, by some very quick backwards reasoning. <laughs> uh, yes. Now, it, uh, I, I hate to tell tell you, it was I think largely a coincidence. Okay. Yeah. My mum's very pleased about it. Right, well, in which case, 
Let's go with it. I've long admired your mum. <laughs> now, I want to... Talking to your daughter, I, you know, this is a, a weird thing because you're famous and your wife's famous. Uh, the Daily Mail, I've noticed, has done... When I was just researching, they've done the same article twice. Uh, and the article, they, and it's only online, I believe, this is not the, the paper Daily Mail... Uh, but in July, uh, they had a picture of you with a beard wheeling your daughter around in a pram. And they specifically say, playing the doting father, showing he's a hands-on dad yeah. by pushing... And that is the Daily Mail. That is, is feminism gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> he's the doting father because he pushed a pram along for a bit. Uh, and so there's quite a long article about, about you being out pushing your daughter around in a pram. Yeah, they managed to get quite a few words out of what is a very basic concept. Uh, I mean, it's kind of horrific, but then they've done the same thing again last week, I think, but this time you have a moustache. Yeah. Uh, So that is an an additional... Yeah. I think it says something like, yeah, I debuted my tash. That's where I chose to to debut it. In my... um, in my own street What's trying to <laughs> go about my business but if they think about it there's actually no way that a moustache that's already that long can have been debuted <laughs> on that occasion I've been debuting it in the mirror for weeks I've debuted it among friends so in fact it's quite old an old hand that moustache in terms of clinging onto my upper lip um, to be honest, it's nearly exactly the same article. Generally, almost word for word, they go on about who came to your wedding. And they, uh, they say, in both of them, they choose uh, the celebrity inglés included David Baddiel, his wife, Morwenna Banks, and Connie Huck. I'm guessing there were more famous people than those three at your wedding. But it's just that, that's like, ooh, ooh. The woman who does well, the wife of Peppa Pig was there. Bloody hell. Uh, I, well, it seems, yeah. and then, but then the second article the first article is written by Jennifer Smith for Mail Online the second article which is exactly the same except it's noticed you have a moustache is written by Sarah Tete for Mail Online yeah. I think Jennifer Smith should have a go at Sarah Tete she's, <laughs> she's doing a lot of the same work but yeah. how does it I mean that is just it's really made me cross seeing this <laughs> and also feel very uh, sorry well no you. essentially when you go onto the Mail website you're expecting better celebrities than me. <laughs> you're, you're expecting people, you know, who are on the, in the south of France showing their arses, not, I'm, not I'm certainly pottering around North London with a pram. I'm, I'm, so, best, I'm expecting better celebrities than your daughter, which I don't yeah. want to insult her, but she's done nothing yet. And that is... <laughs> she's been in nothing except the Daily Mail yeah. once before. She'll never escape the shadow of your mother. <laughs> Are you aware that as you're walking around in your daily life that there's pe- there are people waiting with cameras taking photos of no, you see them? No, at once. We've, I mean, in my life, I have occasionally been aware of that. Uh, in terms of the... They've taken, I think, three or four pictures of us just, you know... I mean, literally going about our business, um, just walking up the street, uh, wheeling a pram. And I, only one of them were, did I actually spot a, a photographer. Right. Um, so, you know, in general, they, they are... Hiding, right? <laughs> but that, sometimes you have to do that, uh, you know, when you're a, you know, for the very best journalism, you have to, you have to be willing to do things that seem a bit odd, like hiding in hedges in a suburban area, taking yeah. pictures of 
of, of families <laughs> wheeling their babies around. And, but otherwise, we, we, you know, there's no way of uh, scrutinising people who wield power. No. So, <laughs> that's... Uh, but no, I wasn't. I wasn't aware of it, and it, it, obviously, it is extremely annoying. Yes. Um, and you know, and, and but you sort of realise it's, it's the thing. It, it would be slightly flattering in that people were, that they think that anyone would be at all interested if it wasn't for the fact that it's on the internet where there is no limit of space. <laughs> so they might as well fucking stick it up there because it just. And that's a phrase taken out of context. LAUGHTER uh, but, you know, so it's not, it's not as if they've actually said, oh, I'll tell you what, let's not report the new thing about the euro because these people are so interesting and we want a nice picture of them looking tired. Uh, they've, just, they've just said, oh, yeah, no, some, some creep got this snap. We might as well stick it on the internet with all the other crap. Um, so, yeah, no, it's very annoying. But the, but the thing is, you get such a sense, from, particularly from the Daily Mail, of hostility towards anyone who's on TV and, you know, might not be quite as right-wing as they'd hoped, uh, that you sort of know that, you're, that any expression of your annoyance would only be gratifying to them. So, you know, I, I, you know we, I rather pretended I hadn't noticed it okay. until now, Richard. So, sorry, sorry to bring it up. Well, maybe if you've been a bit less successful like I am, no one would give a fuck about it. <laughs> I've done loads, I've printed up loads of leaflets with my baby on them trying to get people to... <laughs> no one's interested, no one will take them, they're not interested. <laughs> While we're on the internet then, we'll get this out of the way. Have you, I didn't do this with you uh, before. Uh, there's a website called Dirty Brickcom Confessions, have you seen this? I have not seen that website. I'm, I'm aware of it, only from listening to other podcasts okay. of yours. And, uh, yeah. So there's people out there with harbouring sexual fantasies about you. Uh, for example, uh, they're, they're mainly uh, relatively benign. Why is David Mitchell so attractive dressed as a vicar? So just a, it's a rhetorical question there. Is it, is it a rhetorical question? Do they oh, then no. go on to answer it no themselves? One, no one has answered it. This right. is a picture of you dressed as a vicar. I would say, not, I, I don't think the moustache is your strongest look for me. No, I don't like When I masturbate over pictures of you. <laughs> I like the bit. The, the those are the ones you pick when you want it to really last. <laughs> um, um, no, I, 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 um, I, th- I think, um, I think I ha- the, the moustache I debuted uh, in the, in, on the Mail website was, was one I was growing in order to sort of look not nice for yes. a, for a role. I don't, I don't think I look nice with a moustache. No. But, um, but I think the vic- vicar, the vicar outfit is. Is a good look for almost everyone. I, I suppose quite, there's a sort of quite sense. smart. There's a yeah. sense that you're judgmental, which people like. Yeah. Uh, there's a sense that, that maybe you're not allowed to have sex with them, which yeah. you know makes people want to have sex with them more, probably. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's, it's it's obvious. Anyone probably on average looks more attractive dressed as a vicar, <laughs> which is why there's all those you know women dressed as vicar clubs, you know, <laughs> dancing around a pole dressed as a vicar. <laughs> you know, the place stinks of semen. <laughs> there's a couple more I'll go through there's one I have to read out which I think the one that I have to read out may have been written especially for us uh, after hearing David Mitchell use all kinds of curse words and filthy language I can't help but wonder if that's what he sounds like when he's fucking uh, is it? <laughs> I can what imagine do, do, I, use, do some... I swear a lot <laughs> yeah, while well, having sex? Yeah. 
No, no, I think uh, you swear a lot when you do DIY. <laughs> you're not like, um, uh, no, 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 I don't, I don't think I particularly... Cause in a, in what a do sense, you sound when, like when you're having sex? <laughs> I, I, I don't know, and I'm not going to try and do it here. Um, but, uh, no, I, I think, I think that's, it's already... I mean, basically, it's already so rude, isn't it, having sex? You're already, you're already being very rude. So there's no, no, need to, no need to gild that particular lily of filth. <laughs> Then just a, qu- a quiet apology for what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I do beg your pardon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is, this is the... Like, I think people have got wind of me doing this and then have deliberately written ones. And I'll, I'll present the evidence for you, but it is quite funny. I want David Mitchell to slowly emerge from a giant vat of mayonnaise <laughs> into the waiting arms of an oily and excited Richard Herring. <laughs> He proceeds to lick the mayonnaise off of David Mitchell's semi-gelatinous body, except for his anus. <laughs> so you're, you're, by the time I finish, you'll be covered in mayonnaise as you come out. By the time I finish, I haven't eaten a lot of mayonnaise. <laughs> I know that you'll be naked now and clean, covered in just my spittle, and I imagine that there were surely some mayonnaise smears as well. I don't know how thorough a job I can do. But... <laughs> The no, I mean, with that amount of mayonnaise, pots. you're going to need to throw up <laughs> during the process. I don't really like mayonnaise. I don't. I'm, I'm, so yeah. I, if I have a little bit on a sandwich, I will usually scrape it off. Right. I find it too much. No, no like wants it on its own. <laughs> no. it, you know, even flavoured with meat, <laughs> as it undoubtedly would be, particularly towards the end of the process yeah. when it started to congeal. Yeah. But then you'll be. So let's say you. I've got it all off, but your anus will be. There'll still be. Little, However much a, a little, little yellowy, <laughs> yellowy region around yeah. the anus because it will have gone a bit yellow. <laughs> the mayonnaise one way or another. that point. Yeah. You know. I mean, the question is: I, Is there a reason I've avoided that? Was there? I don't know. There's. A, yeah. there's uh, uh, after that, they have unlubricated sex <laughs> and talk about the Bible. They are both ashamed and beg God for forgiveness. Mike, that... Blimey, I wasn't... I thought it had ended with mayonnaise anus thing. So. Would, you, would you be up for that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of expense because we have to get a vat of mayonnaise. We have to source a vat yeah. that will c- contain enough mayonnaise for you to... For me to slowly emerge. <laughs> there's no... Uh, there's, there's to be no bounding out of it. <laughs> And I presume, you know, for it to work, I can't be there when you get into the vat of mayonnaise. Yeah. Because that would spoil the fun for me. So there would have to be some very careful system worked out. Whereas when you're in the vat of mayonnaise, yeah. there's some signal from the third party to go yeah. in. Otherwise, you're dr- Or I could be on some sort of oxygen tank. I suppose. Yeah. Underneath the surface of the mayonnaise. Do I have to lick that you... clean as well now? That's just that. That's, that's the only way to surprise you. You're just wandering into the mayonnaise vat room as normal. <laughs> Um, I don't know, to fill up. Maybe maybe you're working in a restaurant, you're having to fill up the little jars of mayonnaise on all the tables. Just go, but it's your birthday, they've got a surprise for you. Uh, Richard, just, uh, just pop into the mayonnaise vat room and fill up the little jars. You go, oh, it's my birthday. I'm, surely I'm excused that particular chore. 
but no, you're made to. And then, oh, it's all nice, because as you dreamt of, I slowly emerge. And that's, that's the only plausible scenario. Where that I think surely it has to be your birthday on this... <laughs> this, I don't think that's, that's I, not I'm a burn. That's sorry, not a Richard. licking. <laughs> I can only imagine you enjoying it more than me. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, uh, well, we'll talk, talk briefly about Peep Show, um, and it's the last series of Peep Show. I think by the time this airs, this goes out, you may, they may all have gone out. Oh, so right. you can just tell us everything that happens in the last. Series. <laughs> Well, as long as everyone's staying in this room <laughs> yes, until right. it goes out, yeah, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, well, it starts in the time of, of this. Yeah. It starts. You're going to look really weird with that poppy on by the time this um, goes out. Yeah. You're going to look like a right head case. I, I, I love them. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it's New Year's Day. What's he? He's just, he loves the. Oh, he's so un Christmassy. <laughs> he just wants people to think of the fallen. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes, no, it starts on Wednesday. Yeah. It starts, and uh, yes, it's, yeah, six, last six episodes. Very, very, um, I think it's a really good series. We're very sad it's ending, but yeah. we're too old now, or we will soon be too old. I'd be careful to say we're not too old now because that's like it's already we shouldn't be making it. <laughs> but we are becoming too old to play men who are basically in the, the sort of post university, late 20s, early 30s, yeah. bit of life. Um, so, yeah, we have But I think it, it is, I mean, it's sort of, it's obviously thin, it's been a sitcom that's spanned a, a decade and a bit, and, as, and the audience has got older with you as well, but I think also in this day and age, people do stay in that arrested development till, till their 40s, so I don't think it's unbelievable. I've certainly got friends... And, and, and one of the people that I could mention. Uh, you know, by the time I was 40, was still living like a student, really. Yeah, no, well, I, I think it's not like it's, you know, implausible, like, you know, yeah. a Jurassic Park film. <laughs> uh, it's just that, that, what, that their, their failings just become... It, it just darkens slightly. Yeah. You know, it's always been quite dark, but we wouldn't want it just to become <laughs> sad. Yeah. Just to, you know. But do you think there's... I mean, I, was, I saw something, there was scope about coming back when you're older and doing specials and things like that. Do you think that might happen? I th- yeah, I think, well, I, think, um, I think we definitely love to do some sort of thing about them in yeah. 10, 20 years' time, a sort of whatever happened to yeah. kind of thing. And I think Sam and Jesse, who write it, uh, you know, are keen to write that. And, yeah. But we just sort of think, well, let's not... Let, let's draw a line under the um, the initial show, yeah. And because um, we we you know we've done loads of episodes, we haven't done the sort of you know two series and no. then quit while people are wanting more. We've made sure <laughs> that people <laughs> definitely are sated, <laughs> and um, yeah, everyone is full, yeah, of of that. I don't. Th- I think they could. I watched them all. So I think they're on Netflix, aren't they? So we watched the entire lot in in the space of a few weeks. And they they really hold up well. They're really really. Fun. I mean, I think there's there's something about it because I think once a, a show becomes that ingrained in your your life, you've seen it over that many years. It sort of is. I think it's going to be sad for the audience as well as for you. I imagine it was a, a it's a difficult thing to leave behind once you've been part of your life. Yeah. Well, it, what, yes. It, but the thing is, it's you end up looking back. You know, we started doing it twelve years ago, and you sort of realise. You know, fucking hell! I'm 12 years older now, and that's yeah. a really, that's a significant percentage of the time I'll be alive. Yeah. And in some ways, it feels like it was just now. And it's a, you, you know, you, yeah. you, it makes you think about mortality. That's, um, 
uh, which isn't, you know, which is probably a good thing to think about occasionally. Yeah. But, um, uh, but not yet. Yeah, it d- doesn't necessarily put you in a good mood. So maybe <laughs> it will be, you know, com- comically ruined by the fact that the viewers will just think about mortality themselves. <laughs> they'll they'll remember true. when they first saw it and how many things haven't gone right for them since then. <laughs> how terrible. naive their dreams then really were. And you know, it's you know, it's true. It's yeah. nice. If you had to list uh, the Peacher episodes from least favourite to most favourite of your own personal. Which episode would be the mean episode? <laughs> <laughs> a, a really, a really good average one. Um, I think. I mean, that immediately, there's so many average ones to choose from. Uh, uh, but I'm, I'm immediately thinking of the. Uh, I don't know why of the sectioning episode. <laughs> Series three, which I always thought was pretty good, but certainly not my favourite. <laughs> always yeah. wondered about that. That's good. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> Has your brother seen any more ghosts since you were last? <laughs> I, I haven't asked him, so I, d- I don't know. But uh, he, he hasn't brought it up. <laughs> no, he probably um, would. Wouldn't and he? I think he probably would because you know, family gatherings there are silences. And <laughs> if anything that interesting had happened to him, he would, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, I think he'd, he'd pipe up. He's shown no signs of having changed his attitude to the world as a result of having okay. seen something which, in general... I mean, he, he doesn't really believe in ghosts, but he thinks he's seen one. Yeah. So, Was he excited that he was mentioned on my podcast? Uh, if so, he has never mentioned it. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. Um, so how are you enjoying being... Aside from all the horrible paparazzi bits... How, how's, how's it going so far? You're six months in, nearly? Yeah, to... Nearly six months in. And yeah. although oh, it gets uh, much more interesting yeah. after the first six months. <laughs> that's, my, that's the most annoying thing, but uh, wherever you're at in the baby process, they go, yeah. other people will go, oh, yeah, I love six months. That was such a lovely time. <laughs> or they'll go, oh, you wait, see what's coming. By month nine, you wait and see what happens. Do you find yeah. that? Yeah, well, that, it's certainly true that nobody goes, oh, I know not a jot more than you. <laughs> um, I, all, of the, all of the parenting skills that, uh, that I've used on my now 14-year-old boy, I had learnt by the time he was five and a half months old. So, um, uh, no. So, yes, people do that a bit. But, you know, it's nice people take an interest, yeah. really. It's, it's, it's amazing, really. It's frightening, but it's lovely. And, you know. and are you more hands-on than you know, pushing the pram around a couple of times when you I, see someone in I the bush? Have, <laughs> I, I have on occasion yeah. actually put my hands <laughs> on, on the baby. my own child. Yeah. <laughs> very modern. It's very yeah, modern. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, picked her up and just literally acknowledged her presence <laughs> on, on almost a daily basis, yeah. which, you know, is, is very, very modern. <laughs> and it's probably... Is it, is it PC gone mad? <laughs> I, think it, I think it might be. I think yeah. it's insane. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, you know, I feel very uh, privileged myself to be... I mean, I've thought about this... I'm doing a show, as I say, about partly about becoming a father. But I, I, I feel, like, sorry for the previous generations of fathers who weren't encouraged to, or, you know, were expected not to get involved. Yeah. Because no, I think I'm, all the horrible little things... The things you sort of think, oh, that'll be awful, that'll be terrible, those are the sort of... The, the lovely but, moments of Well, there's, no, there's nothing... I mean, it, it's, it's frightening because you're aware that there's a, a, you know, a tiny human that, that really can't look after themselves. Yeah. But all of the things you have to do, like, you know, the things I was worried about, you know, n- nappies and... 
bottles and yeah. sterilising. It's all. It's not. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's not. There's. It's really easy to learn, and you you totally get used to it. And then there's just the lovely thing of a new person that suddenly starts to recognise you and smile and laugh, and it's you know it's brilliant. So it must have been very weird at the point when. You know, the Edwardians, they say, well, I've seen my child and I look forward to meeting him when he graduates. <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very joyful thing. Uh, do you think you, that you, she'll be uh, funny? Is she going to... Because my daughter's very funny. And I, I, I concede that you have won the competition of who is the funniest out of me and you. But now we have a new generation. <laughs> I intend to live vicariously through my daughter and train her up to be a super comedian. Are you to mainly be you and any any children Stuart Lee has? What are you going to do the same, or are you going to let her do what she wants? I I hope she doesn't want to be a comedian or in show business because if she was really funny, I I would probably it would poison me, and I'd go, I want to be funnier than my own daughter, and I'd turn into a sort of Darth Vader figure. So uh, yeah, I, I hope I hope she. I, uh, but no, sort of more seriously, I sort of I don't think it's necessarily wanting to be a performer. It isn't necessarily the the shortest route to happiness. <laughs> so if she wanted to be a performer, you know, I, the brilliant. I hope she's really good at it. And you know, whether or not she is, I'll turn up and say she is. Yeah. But um, but if she wanted, if she totally didn't want to do that, and say wanted to be an extremely uh, successful lawyer in one of the areas of law that are lucrative. <laughs> I, do you know, I just support that dream. Uh, or, I, I, or, or if she wanted to produce... I thought, produce documentaries for Radio 4. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be, nice. be a nice, nice, gentle, largely indoor work yeah. you know, <laughs> that involves thinking and pottering. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think uh, doctor would be good, of course, because then she could stop me dying. Yes. <laughs> well, they'll have they'll be doing a certain amount. That's it's nice to have that. You know, I've yeah. left it a bit late because I think oh, by the time I'm in a home, my daughter might not be old enough to look after me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but maybe if I can hold on, yeah, I'm try and try and get fit again. I love, but I sort of love the. I mean, it's sort of that's so that's what's exciting about a new person mm. is this mm. incredible level of potential. They'll obviously let us down, and, 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 and us them. That yeah. is the, the worst, yeah. the, the bigger crime of it all. But it's, uh... No, I mean, at the moment, uh, in, and this is an interesting fact, at the moment, uh, my child is perfect. And if that continues, that's, I mean, wow. And all I'm saying to her is if she stops being perfect, I'll be pretty disappointed. <laughs> But what's quite nice? Why they, let go of that now? They are perfect because they literally can't do anything wrong because they have no concept of right or wrong. So they, yeah. they can only be, which is quite a nice yeah. place to be. They, whatever they do is right and there can't yeah. be any wrong. Yeah. And that, that's what the tragedy of knowing that innocence will be lost and that they will then know the world is a terrible place. Horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> never, never have children. That is my, that is my uh, answer to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, so um, I'm going to ask you another emergency question because you're the, you are the best at emergency questions. You definitely give the, you gave the best answer for the ham hand one. Definitely that there were, of the many many times I asked that question. Um, uh, as nice as uh, I, I, uh, ke- kettle crisps are not as nice as they once were. <laughs> have I changed or have they? It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> If you could travel back in time to compare any food of today with an equivalent in the past, one, what time would you go to? Two, what food would you be taking to compare and what would you compare it to? Right, that's... This is, I'm saying I'd yeah. take Kettle Crisp back to find out whether they think so you would, I have. But you don't have to compare a, a contemporary version of a... Well, if you go back so far that the thing does... If I said I wanted to compare Kettle Crisps to the kind of crisps a caveman might eat, <laughs> then they won't have kettle crisps, yes, as far yeah. as I'm aware. No. So that would be just a random... But I want to go back to the beginning of kettle crisps, yeah. with a kettle crisp now, and eat what that kettle crisp, and then I'll eat the old kettle crisp. I mean, it'll be new there, because I'll be in that time. Yeah. And they go, yeah, it has changed. You're, oh, no, I, I've changed. Well, I think what's distracting me <laughs> yeah. about this is, are they not called kettle chips? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I would be the first to admit that they are a type of crisp, but I think the brand name is Kettle Chips. Well, I, would, I refuse to join in with that. If that just, <laughs> they are crisps, and we're not American. Chips is an American. Well, they are crisps, but they can still have a name that contains the word chips, can't they? Well, did they? Were they called Kettle Chips? I think they've always with? been called Kettle have Chips. Have they, though? Or have, or have you changed? <laughs> it's, it's true, I have started to see the word crisp to be the word chip. That's, um, uh, <laughs> I, I, well, it's not really about kettle crisps. No, no, okay, no. Or I, chips. I, I, I also, by the way, though, yeah. I agree with you, and I don't think they have changed, right. but I think there was something amazing when they first came out about the way they were different from 
you know, the standard crisps. And, yeah. the, and then that thing that was different about them turned out not to be nice. <laughs> but, but it took several years before you realised, oh, you know, they're, they're not just, they're so much crunchier than, and then you realise, no, it's annoying, and it sort of spikes the roof of your mouth. <laughs> and, um, and what's nicer is the Pringles that just turn back to their constituent mulch. <laughs> um, what foods would I compare? I'd qu- I don't know. I think maybe... Maybe beer? Okay. Maybe I'd, do, I'd quite like to do a time-travelling sort of beer-tasting, nerdy beer-tasting Yeah, that would be good. You could go stock out several stops. Go back to where it was like the beer, they just, it was just so weak, it was just there so it wasn't water, so it didn't kill <laughs> yeah. you, and then the, maybe the really strong beer that maybe Henry VIII might have enjoyed. <laughs> or, but well, I, well, I, I could, some, I could some do... Some actual beers, like I think uh, Budvar, which I like, is a Czech beer, but I think that claims to go back to sort of 1500s or something yeah. like that, so it'd be quite interesting to, to I mean, I'd be well, interested in taking and then seeing what the difference between Apparently them. Guinness was a bit of a mistake, right, that they sort of burnt something, yeah. it tastes quite burnt, it tastes like a mistake, Yeah. so I'd, I'd, I'd quite like to try what they were making before that mistake, <laughs> because maybe, maybe it's nicer, and maybe I could actually put in a word for it, and yeah. sort of go, I think you've gone a bit... You've got a bit mad because you, this other beer is much nicer, but you, you're probably bored of it because you make it every day. And, and now this mad idea of making the stuff that tastes burnt has taken over the whole company, and, and you're ruining—you could be ruining a lot of people's evenings for hundreds of years to come. How's your back, by the way? It's your back. Oh, is it? I had a bit of a flare-up oh, no. a few days ago, but basically better. Okay. Basically You're better. still walking everywhere. I am still walking, but it's ha- it ceased to have quite the effect on my weight it used to. <laughs> it's like my my metabolism has got used to that right? And, and, and puts weight on anyway, so I'd have to walk two hours every day, I think, oh. to lose. And then that gets ridiculous. because You could run the same distance rather than walk it. I, I don't like running. I've, tr- I've tried... I, I did try running yeah. a bit, but I, 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 it was horrible. It was really, t- really tiring. <laughs> and, and also, it's, it's. I also hate, what I like about walking is, is you don't have to you don't have to get changed before or after. You sort of you might. I mean, you might be. It might make you a little bit sweaty, but still basically presentable. Things where you have to completely change and shower. It's. I think I, I resent that even more than the exercise. <laughs> Um, what is the worst emergency you've ever been involved in? Oh, it's, an, um, it's a double emergency question because it's about an emergency and it's also. I don't think I've ever really been involved in an really emergency. No. What? No, I mean no. We I never mean, run the f- fire drills at school, but they weren't real emergencies. No, there was never a real fire at school. Oh, although I, I don't know if I was there, but I think a disgruntled ex-pupil. Uh, in my school put a sort of explosive in the organ loft of the chapel (laughs) uh, which uh, resulted in the organist going deaf for two days Um, but I I wasn't aware of when that happened, I didn't think they had to clear the that is so funny. Yeah. But the, the posh terrorism. How can yeah. I get back? Yeah. How can I get back in this school? I'll show them. <laughs> <laughs> They'll regret leaving that organ loft. Yes, exactly. Like the Guy Fawkes of, of organ lofts. It's like the high rent, yeah. high rise Guy Fawkes, but he succeeded. <laughs> um, or Ian Gunpowder, as he should be. He did better. He did better. I don't think Guy Fawkes 
deafened anyone. No. So it's basically, what are we doing? Remembering Guy Fawkes, <laughs> a complete failure, yeah. when even I can't remember the name of this person no, who we'll... did at least succeed in deafening an organist for two days. <laughs> Do you think that David Cameron had sex with the pig from your experience of being at public school and Oxbridge? Um, Is that the kind of thing that went you see, on? That's, that's a, it's interesting the way you phrase that question <laughs> because it's been impossible for me to answer in the affirmative without implying that I've done something similar myself which I haven't mm. uh, but nevertheless so I what is the most similar thing you've done to him? because he's supposed to have just sort of stuck his cock repeatedly in a dead pig's head I think but just once rested his penis I, I'm pretty certain it's a made up story right but I think what he's supposed to have done and this is just hijinks yeah. He's at a posh do. They've been burning money and kicking tramps and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then someone goes, Oh, look, I've got this pig, and you're a bit drunk. Yeah. And clearly on cocaine. Mm. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Can you combine yeah, clearly yeah. and allegedly? <laughs> yeah. Le- and legally, no they have very different <laughs> statuses as <laughs> words, but yeah. Definitely on cocaine. <laughs> allegedly. He was definitely. If David Cameron's never tried cocaines, let him sue me about that. Definitely take it. Uh, and then someone goes, hey, mate, put your co- cock in here. Mm. You might do that, mightn't you, if you were David Cameron? If someone said that to me, you yeah. know, I was trying, I know I wouldn't do that. Right. Um, because it would be embarrassing, and I don't like being nude in front of people I don't know very well In a way, well, the, the pig helps with that a bit, doesn't it? It gets in the way of the nudity. Yeah, yes, but so if, they, if you were nude... And then someone said, it's, it's here's a, a pig's head. You might go, what cover is yourself <laughs> up. <laughs> and so penis might just go in the mouth. Do you think that's how it happened? That David Cameron was changing in a room on his own. And then everyone else burst in and he just modestly reached for the nearest thing. Happened to be a pig's head. Yeah. And then as he was drawing the pig's head towards his genital area, accidentally his flaccid cock sort of slightly entered it. Yeah. Um, well, in which case, I feel sorry for the man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there are lots of people who would in sort of... A, you know how on stag do's, there are sort of people who do things that they don't really want to do. You know, like yeah. people, like stag do's will gl- sort of glumly go to a strip club when none of them want to go because they sort of feel it's sort of traditional. Yeah. Uh, and I can sort of feel that, that a group of people are very drunk and you know, possibly also enjoying other substances. Yes. I, I mean, they've had a big dinner. <laughs> um, they might think... just you know, It's the sort of thing that people come up with because those people haven't really got anything to say to each other. They're not really talking. The, the conversation's not flowing, so someone says, we're going to have to get out their pig's head. <laughs> uh, I, I can imagine people yeah. would, would just do that to join in, and maybe he's that sort of person and maybe he isn't, but it's not like the most... Impossible thing to believe. If that's the worst thing that's happening yeah. with powerful young people behind closed doors, then that's fine. Yeah, I guess so. I think there's a sort of level, there is a certain type of people that perhaps you and I, a group of men that perhaps you and I were never invited or wished to participate with, like drinking their own sick or spunking <laughs> in a glass and making the last person spunking it drink it and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they play rugby and I, some I, things like that, which we assume, you know, <laughs> there's a kind of homoerotic element to, to it. Yeah, I've, I, I'm, I certainly heard stories yeah. at, at uh, university about dr- drinking societies and yeah. dining societies that supposedly did crazy things. 
but I don't know. I've never, I had no more actual evidence of that than I have of the, no. of the, the camera and. Um, well, and then that, that woman at the Westfield sucked off her husband when she was pregnant and the kids were around. I mean, I think she should probably not be allowed to be Prime Minister now. <laughs> that should be one of the things. They're not really punishing it for it. They go, if they ever get the chance you're going to be Prime Minister, you can't be it. In case you start sucking off one of the, you know, Putin or something. <laughs> I mean, it might actually be the way to solve all the problems, wouldn't it? If you go but to. You've, you've got to be able to deploy that. Appropriately, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, got you, to, you know, and, and she hasn't deployed it. Ultimately, no. sucking people off in circumstances where you're not supposed to suck people off yeah. is fine if you get away with it. That it's is just true. all same like with picture. Tony Blair invading yeah. Iraq. It's fine if you get away with it. <laughs> Fan of Tony Blair over there, very <laughs> disgruntled. Oh, come on, lay off him. What's he ever, what's he ever done to you? Um, why do elephants have such low rates of cancer? <laughs> Um, I, d- I didn't know they, well, they, they do. Did. Why um, do you think it is? Fresh air. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I suppose maybe they get their tubes rinsed out a lot with the, the inhalation of liquid. Um, is is grey an anti-carcinogenic colour? Um, <laughs> cancer's mainly caused by people's tubes being clogged up. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was smoking. That's very bad for the, yeah. you know, like well, the tubes and people yeah, get. Elephants low. don't smoke, do they? They don't smoke. Uh, go, but they're, they're, I would ones. say, even less likely to suffer from serious catarrh than a non smoking uh, <laughs> other mammal. Okay. Because they're able. I mean, we can't do it, can we? We can't sluice out our noses by just simply, you know, I would love here while talking yeah. to be able to just simply place my long <laughs> nose into that water bottle and, you know, sluice everything round. Yeah. It would be very useful as an actor if you needed to cry. You just, you know, in a, in a scene, you just make yeah. sure you've got plenty of water up your nose and then close off the other areas and a little tear would come out then. And you could do it if you, if you had different coloured drinks. You could have different coloured tears. That's immediately a special effect. So, I mean, I'm, I'm literally guessing. Yeah. Uh, it's r- incorrect. Yeah. It's due to uh, genes. <laughs> Fair enough. Can you name another animal that is cancer-resistant? Uh, the cockroach, isn't it? Don't ask my I've, I've, I've always assumed the cockroach was sort of cancer-resistant because they, they would apparently do very well after a nuclear, um, you know, a, a yeah. nuclear winter. Yeah. So that's... Na- the naked that. mole rat was the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly feel the fall. <laughs> That was the answer on the card. That's what yeah. I have to take. The, naked, the naked mole rat. Yeah. Okay. Do you think having sex with robots should be considered infidelity, or do you think it should be definitely allowed? Because <laughs> <laughs> it isn't. Well, well it isn't. I'm not trying to sway you, but it isn't a person. Well, I hate to be pedantic. Yeah. By which I mean I've found an opportunity <laughs> to be pedantic. <laughs> uh, but something being inf- an infidelity and something being disallowed yeah. they're not, it's not the, the same no, thing say, well, you are allowed to be unfaithful yeah apart well, my, from Chris my Hune, wife won't let me Chris Hune went to prison for it but yeah. I mean, they say it was about speeding points but it wasn't it was the whole country was so cross with the terrible way he treated his wife yeah. um, which you know was sort of I, I, I genuinely thought was an interesting sign of a, a, a sort of deep uh, propriety in the British culture mm. And just to get a laugh out, I'm going to say boobs. (laughs) (laughs) 
and then you can just edit that together. And we'll put that. And the stuff about the propriety in the British culture really went across well. Yeah. Um, I imagine that's what you say when you have sex. That's yeah. what I'm imagining. Boobs. Yeah. Boobs. <laughs> Boobs. I, 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 I'm upset by how much you seem to imagine me having sex. Right? Uh, but, like I wrote, my wife said, we were watching Humans, yeah. and I, wanted, I asked if, I could have, if she would mind if I had sex with a robot that looked exactly like the actor Gemma Chan. Mm-hmm. And she said that she would mind that. Yeah. And I argued that it would, shouldn't, it's only like a machine, it's not a human being, so she shouldn't be, I should be allowed to do it. And because they're not around yet, we have the chance to set the ground rules. Mm-hmm. So I quite strongly think <laughs> that you should be allowed to have sex with robots, and that shouldn't count as being a bad thing. What if you thought you were having sex <laughs> with the, the real person, yeah. and then it turned out to be a robot? That'd so you want lucky escape? So you think that, yeah. that would be fine? <laughs> It, it, be would, like, oh, it would no, retrospectively be like, turn out. As I was you... doing it, think, oh, it's a shame I'm doing this because this has ruined my marriage and I'll never see my child again. Oh, I mean, I'm enjoying it, but I'm, I'm, that is spoiling it at the back of my mind. Right. And then at the end she goes, I am a robot. I go, oh! <laughs> would, would, would they be trained to say I am a robot at, at the point of orgasm? Well, I just would like... sort of... <laughs> That, that would, that's a real that's the, the bullseye for the, you know, someone who thinks that they're destroying their what? existing relationship the danger is that a human being could say I am a robot <laughs> like, now that's what I say while having sex <laughs> uh, now I, I think there's no getting around the fact that, that it would probably be Almost exactly as upsetting as I shouldn't you know. be though. Definitely shouldn't. Be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could, like, like using know. sex toys or having sex with an object would be weird, but it wouldn't be. So essentially, what you're, you're, you're making the reasonable point that the fact that this sex toy has become elevated to a, a more realistic level yeah. shouldn't, you know, that skill in the manufacturing yeah. shouldn't be penalised. <laughs> exactly. Not, not, you know, in the in the conventional sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, for, you know, for its own success. Yeah, I think, well, I, I, my wife is in the audience, yeah. so I'm going to say... She I won't mind see... you having sex with a robot, though, because it's a robot, that's the thing. I, I, she, I don't think she'd mind me having sex with a robot that sort of looked like C-3PO. <laughs> but... <laughs> when saying she wouldn't mind, would she like quite like that? Is <laughs> <laughs> No, no, she absolutely. She, she, she hates asked me before the show. Is there any way you can slip this in? <laughs> see if Dave, see if they would be up for it. <laughs> it's the only the one thing in our marriage that's not working for me: the lack of having sex, bumming C three PO. Is that then we the perfect marriage? Not every time, but that would just be a little bumming C three PO. There's no, there's no orifice there. It's, it's, that's it's, the beauty of a robot, though, you, isn't it? You, you can just get a sort of drill out. Uh, it's, it's not, I'm not a robot. <laughs> but he's I a robot. Oh, I get a drill. I can put a hole in him. Yeah. It doesn't matter because it's a robot. If you drilled into a woman, that would be... I, I disapproved of. I, I don't think yeah. 
that you'll be ever be possible to fully enjoy the sexual act with an orifice you have drilled yourself. <laughs> what if there was mayonnaise in there? <laughs> Just there's there's mayonnaise. no doubt that the mayonnaise would help. <laughs> Do you think having sex with a ghost should be considered cheating? <laughs> I... I, I uh, a ghost. Yeah. Yes, probably. But, what if but you're asleep and the ghosts... Can ghosts have sex? Yes. Obviously. Uh, and they often do. You Say you're asleep and you wake up and there's a ghost and it's mounted you on top of you and it's having sex. Well, Would you have been by a ghost? <laughs> they don't have the moral code that we have in the afterlife. Um... Would you and me say, please get off me, that is inappropriate. <laughs> please get off me, <laughs> headless high women. <laughs> or would you say, it's okay, it's just a ghost, I'll just finish off. <laughs> That's, and my wife cannot be upset by that, because it's a ghost. I think it's, it would be possible at that point just to allow... If you wanted to, yeah. allow the ghost to finish the process, yeah. but then claim that you didn't have the opportunity to intervene yeah. before it Just say you were asleep the whole just time. Just say, I, yeah, I had only right just at the <laughs> last moment when I ejaculated, I woke up and realised I'd been raped by a ghost. Yeah. And I'm so sorry, darling. But, but also, I'm not sorry. I feel I want, to go, I want to go on television and say about my terrible experiences of being violated by a ghost and more people need to realise that this can happen <laughs> also are ghosts in this world what, are go- what do they feel because sometimes, sometimes ghosts are just a sheet with two holes in it yeah. sometimes they're sort of a see through person yeah. you imagine if they walk through you, you just shiver and sometimes like in Ghostbusters they're sort of made out of a kind of gloop yeah. that, well that would be the best we, we need to <laughs> I think we need to know what they actually are, but you know, before know. any of this conversation <laughs> has any meaning. <laughs> if you could have sex with any the ghost of any person who's dead, which person would you like to have sex? If, if if your wife, well, no, I was going to say if your wife was sadly dead, but then you might want to have sex with her because she'd be a ghost. Mm-hmm. So your wife is being kidnapped by uh, a gang yeah. Yeah. for a long time. She's yeah. been away for a long time. It's taking a weird turn. Which, which historical character would you most like to have sex with if you were in the position to do that, if they were still alive? Um, I think, I don't know, I mean, I think probably a, like a really, probably just like a, someone like Grace Kelly. She's very sexy. Okay. I mean, it wouldn't be, she's not historically interesting. No. I'd rather meet Napoleon. Okay. But... <laughs> I, Right, I don't know. The question would be, if you can only meet these historical figures by having sex yeah. with them, would I be willing to endure sex with Napoleon in order to meet such an interesting historical figure? Or, you know, going back to Henry VIII, of yeah. course you've got the risk of venereal disease. Yeah. Would it be? But then again, syphilis can be quite easily treated. Now, as long as you so get, back you get to meet Henry VIII, interesting man, you, you end up bringing syphilis back from the 16th century, that's downside yeah. or, or do you just go Grace Kelly film star yeah. you know that'd be fine it's allowed apparently because she's a ghost yeah. <laughs> so it's either Napoleon Grace Kelly or Henry VIII no not Henry VIII I'm not, I'm not interested in Henry VIII but, um, he was good looking when he was young you picture him as that big fat guy with the beard and stuff yeah. but when he was young he was really good looking but I, the thing is I, I'm, the thing is I'm not gay 
but most most of the historical characters I'd be most interested to chat to are men. Yeah. Um, that, well, it's, you know, Elizabeth I I'd quite like to talk to, yeah. but she'd definitely want to catch her early in her reign because she yeah. went a bit sort of, uh, you know, bald and unattractive, they, yeah. they say. That's very judgmental. <laughs> yeah. Still had a nice personality. Uh, I think it might be a game show in this. In, uh, if we can invent time travel, yeah. that's the first point. Then you could go, who would you have sex with in the past? Yeah. Just thrown out there. So, um... <laughs> You're throwing it out there, Dave. <laughs> you don't make this programme, then... Uh, you said you don't want to work. I'll go to ask you. Ooh, uh, my voice went funny. Uh, um, you said you wouldn't, don't want to work in America in, a, in an interview recently. Is that an absolute you no, know, or you just prefer working in the UK? I would just prefer working in the UK. I don't want to relocate and try and, you know, yeah. they say that, you know, they say they make a lot of films in Hollywood. <laughs> um, and, you know, obviously, you, you know, there's people. Um, America is aware of British comedy, and yeah. there might be opportunities there, and some people want to go there and find that very exciting and I can understand why they would but I I don't fancy that but I would absolutely if you know if they like offered me a good job yeah if they America <laughs> uh, one of their meetings my name came up yeah. Um, then yeah it's not like I won't uh, I wouldn't do that but I don't I don't fancy relocating it's not so, because a lot of people kind of go out there with the express intention of whatever I mean they, yeah. I, I sort of feel like in America the TV's better than the films like a lot of people now go thinking oh, I want to become a movie star and then they're in really rubbish films yeah. But there's some really amazing TV shows in America. I think they're kind of beating us, really. Oh, oh yeah. And, but I think the thing is, if you want to do that, you have to... Uh, I mean, firstly, it's a massive long shot. Uh, and secondly, if it, if it comes off, you end up having to live there for sort of seven years minimum. Yeah. And I like living here. And it's, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it, yes, it would be odd to be there... Uh, sort of so, you know, being incredibly well paid for something that was going really well. And this is, you know, this is the jackpot. But sort of sadly thinking, I, I wish I could just go back and live in London where I like living. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I've got all this money, but I, the one thing I can't afford to do because I would have myself sued into non-existence is just to go and live where I was living before. <laughs> so it's a bit like being a tax exile. Yeah. You know, this sort of go, like, I'm so rich but I can't not live on Guernsey. <laughs> Whereas there seem to be lots of people less rich than me who somehow can afford not to live on Guernsey. <laughs> uh, and we alluded to it slightly, but again, you were talking about... I, th- I, th- I think that's quite interesting about the length of uh, sitcom. So Petro has obviously you've done... Uh, is it nine series or ten series? Or nine. Nine, nine. nine, yeah. Uh, and I, I sort it would be better if it was ten, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah it would be more, more of a round number. Well, though they're all like six or eight lot long, so it doesn't yeah. make any difference. We'll cross the fifth. We'll cross the fifty episode mark. Yeah, which you know. Yeah, but, but, I, I, but I, again, I think you feel the same. But I, I think there's a lot of because of Forty Towers, everything's oh, we have to do twelve episodes. Uh, but there's lots, you know, the best, the American sitcoms are admittedly with a lot of writers go on and do a hundred good episodes, and The Simpsons did one hundred and fifty, two hundred really good episodes. And then a lot more after that that are still all right, uh, and uh, it just sort of it sort of smacks of like oh it's too it's too hard to you know, I think once you've got the characters established I feel like the Peep Show could have been twenty two episodes a year for yeah I yeah, yeah I, I I think that when you've got with a sitcom when you've got the a situation that that clicks then you you absolutely you absolutely can 
you know, re- repeat that situation and get lots of funny episodes and stories out of that. And uh, yeah, I've always felt you sort of that getting that situation right is much harder than yeah. doing another load of episodes in it. So you, it's a, you're a fool to yourself, really, if you don't uh, exploit the situation once once it's up and running and there's an audience for it. And that's what we've certainly felt with Peep Show. So in in British terms. <laughs> We've mass-produced Peep Show, but yeah. obviously in America, where they've got so much more money and they can get huge teams of writers and do twenty-two episode series, yeah, uh, they you know they would laugh at us and they they would have done two hundred episodes. Good, though, if they were yeah, laugh, exactly, laugh, but with derision. It's hard to tell though yeah. that you could walk away going, oh, well, that, they were laughing. That's good. No, that, that's they were, true. They, they yeah. were, no, that's, that's yeah. That's I mean that's an it's an intri- yeah. <laughs> Settling for derision. <laughs> because it basically makes the same noise. That's, it's, a sort of, it's like the comedian equivalent of just uh, deciding I don't need a relationship, I have money for prostitutes. <laughs> uh, and what's, what are you going to do now? Have you got plans for stuff that you've been doing, Professor Brainstorm again, which is why you had your moustache? Yes. Um, um, and I'm doing a sitcom... Uh, Written by Ben Elton, oh, okay. in w- about Shakespeare, in which I play Shakespeare. Okay, That's, we're recording that in uh, January, February time. Is it shit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I both think and hope not, but we haven't made it yet. So you know, it might obviously, as with every artistic endeavour, it might be shit, um, and yet. And yet our attempts will be to make it very good. Which means that if it is shit, it's even worse for us than if we just said, well, let's just deliberately make it shit. Uh, so, no, I, I hope it's not shit. I think the scripts are really good. Uh, you know, I'm aware that, it, you know, he has, you know, his recent sitcom projects haven't been the best of his work. But he's aware but of that his, as well. His, his historical sitcoms were very successful, I understand. It, it, Precisely, yeah. yeah so it's, that, that's pretty, know, no, that is pretty... I mean, I am a, I'm a big... I, it's sort of a weird thing with Ben Elton. I was talking to David Baddiel about this because he gets... He knows uh, Ben quite well. Ben gets upset when people like me say horrible things about <laughs> him for some reason. Uh, and, but, you know, it's weird because he's such... He was, when I was growing up, he was so that mm. important figure. Like, he's the heart of the young ones and Blackadder and, and stand-up. And it's, but it's interesting as a comedian because then also when you're a comedian you understand how comedy fans work to you as well you know what I mean mm. so it's, it, 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 you hold him in such high esteem it's very hard for him to maintain that maybe without having yeah, di- you know if he died when he was 24 it would be, be amazing yeah and I know he regrets that he didn't um, uh, but no I, I think it, he's a very he gets a lot more shit than he deserves. Yeah, I think that is true. And I don't know why that is, but the press. I think it's because people like him. I mean, I think the thing you should take from it, there's a point, I think people have so, uh, such high regard for him and liked him so much that sort of anything he does is going to sort of disappoint. I think there's a, yeah, there's a, that to a, uh, great extent and also the fact I always find it annoying that when there's a new comedy on TV in, in general that reviewers sharpen their knives and they're really strong opinions about it whereas to a certain extent dramas and to a great extent you know shows about you know, documentaries or cookery shows or, or yeah. anything that they just people just go oh, yeah that's fine that's fine. you know let that happen they've tried their best fine whereas a comedy if it doesn't immediately 
uh, isn't immediately perfect and hilarious, everyone will go, why, why are you bothering to do this? Why are you wasting our time with this unfunny rubbish? With all those bits that I found unfunny, why didn't you just put hilarious bits instead? Any fool can do that. Uh, and it, oh, it's very irritating, and it's frightening in advance of doing anything new. But it comes from the fact that, as a country, we care more about comedy than almost any other genre. Yeah, and comedy's also... I think it's very difficult to like a comedy straight away. So I think the, you know, possibly part of the success of Petro was that it was allowed to sort of bubble away in the background without yeah. having... The pro, I guess part of, again, apart from for Ben, is that everything he does is going to be immediately like, right, is this any good? And yeah. then, oh, it's not as good as Blackadder, so uh, as of my memory of what Blackadder yeah, was. Yeah. Uh, so it's very... It's, and I think every, nearly every comedy show I like, I, didn't, I hated the first time I saw it. I think almost everything that's very... I mean, I'd say the majority of things that turn out to be very successful were a bit of a slow burn, as people yeah. at most quite like to begin with. No, sure. Um, but, um, but anyway, we're, we're aiming for not, <laughs> for not shit. He is brilliant, having yeah. got to know him doing the pilot and things. He is brilliant, fun and funny and full of ideas. And I'm sort of right back to the, the sort of... Being his fan, that I yeah. completely felt watching Blackadder in, in the eighties, yeah. and uh, you know he's 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 inspiring to to work with, and I sort of therefore do sort of, and yet he has felt keenly the fact that you know of late anything he tries to do, people are quick to go, oh, what's this piece of shit now? <laughs> From, you know, you know why why didn't you just do Blackadder and die? <laughs> <laughs> And that, at the end of Blackadder goes forth when they all got gunned down. Why wasn't that really happening to you? If you could pass that message on to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think it's, what's amazing about you, I think, is that you're, you've done a, a role that would define a lot of people, uh, but, you, but you're able to do lots and lots of different things. That, that's kind of, I think someone being so strongly associated with something like Peep Show, you've managed to do so many other things that I don't... I, you know what I mean? Well, well I think... I've, it's because meant I, to be a compliment, this. Well, thank you. Coming out right. I, um, uh, no, I, I sensed that and therefore was embarrassed and didn't know what <laughs> okay. to say. Uh, but no, because... Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm now searching for something self-deprecating to say, and I've found it, okay. which is that because I'm such a panel show whore and have been uh, born into the era of... of panel shows being it's, it's been I've had plenty of opportunities to define myself as other things because for every it takes you know Sam and Jesse months to write a series of peep show it takes yeah. us weeks to shoot it so a couple of hours in a studio and you've got you know a, a half hour of comedy that will be repeated every six weeks on Dave <laughs> and nauseam yeah. so it's it's sort of doing having a disproportionate uh, impact on the culture uh, is 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 comparatively easy when you're sort of on that list That's of people who do cool. panel shows, yeah. um, which I'm, you know, I rejoice in being on that list because I, I, they're fun I, and I like them and I like watching them. But yeah. I'm aware that that they're um, that people certainly most people would say that there are enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are enough of the similar. I think I really like Would I Like You. I think it's my favourite one. I'm not. I can't watch it very often because my wife is annoyed there aren't more women on it. So if you can right. sort that out, then yeah. I can watch it a bit more often. <laughs> Uh, I did say that to I had Lee Mack on as well yeah. I know it's not your fault 
but you know, you could say I'm not going to do it anymore until there's at least two women. No, everything. no, absolutely. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm aware. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm personally making the problem worse. But <laughs> I'm not, you know, neither am I doing everything I can to solve it. You know, but it's just apart like, from anything else, I am a man. You are, and I wish to continue to be honest. So, <laughs> so in a way that the, the material contribution to the male-female balance I make is entirely anti-feminist. <laughs> If I was the, to, to solve that problem, I'd have to do something so drastic. <laughs> and I'm just not yet willing to make that step. I'm considering making that step for that very reason. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I might finally get on some panel shows. Uh, <laughs> but Jermaine Greer wouldn't like it. That's the problem. That's, that's who I've opened up a can of worms right at the end of the show that I wish I hadn't gone to. Let's, uh, let's, uh, uh, it's a, it's what, again, it's a British show. And, the, and it's... It needs, unfortunately, to uh, stay with that male dynamic because the three of you are very, very... It's a brilliant show. But, the, but, but also, I think it's, it, it feels like it should be a show that is, is equal with men and women because, it's, yeah, because yeah. Of the very format is just about well, people telling stories. I think the episodes where there are... You know, you know, too often in panel shows now, the feeling is, because there was that sort of ruling made that you have to have at least one woman on yeah. a panel show, that ha- too often has the effect that there are never any more than one woman yeah. on a panel show, which creates a, an, an unnatural dynamic, and that means too often that the women that are on panel shows are there representing all womankind, yeah. which is a, sort of a ridiculous state of affairs. Um, and yes, I think the episodes of uh, panel shows in general where there are more than one woman are better than the ones with one or none. I think they probably suit people like you and me more. I think yeah. the Radio 4 shows often have... You know, I've done Radio 4 panel shows where it's all women and me. And it makes me question why I've been booked. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> well, there's been some mistake. But no, this, it suits, I think it suits you and I, because we're, that, we're more you know, conversational comedians, whereas someone like Mock the Week, the, you know, that, that kind of bang, 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 is, is very much suits the male stand-ups because of the format, I think, yeah. whereas it's harder for the female stand-ups with a more lyrical... Yes, in, in environments where there's a lot of interrupting yeah. don't suit... Don't suit women or me. No. Um, and, yeah. I don't like it, it, interrupting. It's rude. It, it is. That's why. I mean, that's the only, the only reason I don't like Mock the Week. I just want them to go, when you're doing that bit, just take it in turns. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, uh, yeah, and it's absolutely... absolutely the times I've been on it, that absolutely, you know, it's, there are lots of very funny people on it, but the, there's this a culture of interrupting that I, I find both... I can't come away from it feeling that people have rudely interrupted me and I've been forced to rudely interrupt other people, which is a sort of, you know, a, turns me into a deep maelstrom of bourgeois <laughs> self-loathing. <laughs> and uh, we'll have to... Because uh, the theatre uh, wants to put on other shows, ridiculously. Uh, so we're going to have to... Who's I'll, on next? Um, I'm not sure who's on. T- I know that Hal Crandon's doing it in a couple of weeks. I can't remember who's on, on next. Um, but it's gone for the people at home anyway. You've missed it. Uh, so uh, people here, you might be able to come and watch whatever it is. It'll be good because everything at Les Square Theatre is excellent. Um, you did a voiceover for the Frank com- commercials the, about drugs, about the drugs taking. Yes. Did you stop people taking drugs? Has it been? Has that problem been solved? Well, I, I tried to stop all the advertising executives who had taken them while I was doing the recording. I said, Come on. That's I at least wait until we finish. Um, but, but they just wouldn't listen. That's all. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for David Mitchell! 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening. RichardHerring.com slash gigs. GoFasterStripe.com for all my books, downloads, all that sort of shizzle. Oh, yeah, I know all the cool words. And um, would love to see you on the, on the Can I Have My Ball Back tour if you can make it. Bye. <laughs>